Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello and welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Where we give you a little bit of fun and a lot of crime. Yeah. Or vice versa. Whatever. Whatever works. Yeah. Happy Memorial Day. Oh my gosh. Happy Memorial Day. Are we all just out there? Our Flutopia, cocktails, flip-flops, tank tops, having friends over, hot dogs. All of it. Mentally. Yeah. Mentally, we're doing all of that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I think that we're also kind of doing that. I'm not. Well, I know, but you're extra. Everybody else you know is doing that. They've oh. kind of just like decided that. It's over. It's over. They're <laughs> yeah, throwing I love in the how towel. people have decided it's over. They're like, fuck this. I'm not going to go through another you know, Easter or holiday without having a barbecue. Listen, I get how people are at that point. I totally sympathize. Yeah. Yeah, So drink up. Drink up, Mazel. With your feet up. Just know that when you come over to my house, you will be Cloroxed. (laughs) Have fun at your barbecue. And you'll be made to wear a mask. Yes. (laughs) So I just found something in my pool right now. A rat, a mouse. It's something. It's dead. It's drowned. I mean, it is uh, a gopher, a, a squirrel. Well, I can't really tell. So I'm going to show lion. you a picture. It's not a mountain lion. <laughs> it's real furry. That's a rat, I think. So there was one of our listeners. She has twins that share your birthday. Oh. Muscle. Isn't that so fun? So I wanted to give them a little shout out to say happy birthday to Diane's children, Reese and Gabrielle. Gabriel? Gabriel. Well, Sorry. How do I say that? Gabriel? I think it's Gabriel. G-A-B-R-I-E-L. Well, maybe it's Gabriel. Either way, Gabriel, Gabrielle, Reese. Happy Those are cool birthday. names. Those are cool names. Happy birthday. Obviously, your mom is awesome because she likes us. 100%. So, mazel to that. Also, you have the same birthday to me as me. So that's awesome. And your twins. That is also awesome. I know because I have twins. Yeah. I mean, it's almost freaky how connected we are. Shoot. And Gretchen just turned Jewish all of a sudden. All your muscles. Because <laughs> I, I think... listen to Andy Cohen all the time. You oh know? my god, muscle is such a good phrase, right? Can I can I take it? I guess, but I think it means more like congratulations. Yeah, that's what I mean. Congratulations on having a good mom. Okay. All right. Well, good. Ha- congratulations and yeah. happy birthday. And happy birthday. Hopefully the week was splendid. And clearly you're a Taurus too, just like Tab and I are both Tauruses. Yes. Thank God you made that cut because you do not want to be a Gemini. I can't even imagine you as a Gemini girlfriend. Oh my God, two-faced. Can you believe it? I'd be a whole different person. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of (laughs) great Geminis that listen to us. Oh, my sister's a Gemini. And she's great. So, and she's great and she listens. So, like, not all of them are bad, but you know, we all know a Gemini and a Scorpio that can suck it. That's so true. (laughs) I've known some Tauruses that can suck it too. So, oh, yeah. All around the board, there's people that can just suck, suck it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But you know what doesn't suck? What? are all the people that have joined our Patreon and Himalaya Plus lately. I mean, we've gotten a good number. And if you guys don't know yet, 
we have extra bonus content on Patreon. And I also upload to Himalaya membership if you guys want to go there. But uh, I suggest Patreon over Himalaya just to it's way better. Be perfectly honest. But either way, we appreciate it. It's $5 a month. And we give you lots of extra content. And you can hear some old bonus episodes from when we were crimes, carpels, and cocktails. And we spill the tea. Oh. Spilling it over there. Oh, yeah. We we tell you more than we keep it on the family-friendly edition here. And we give you the family-unfriendly edition over there. That's right. That's, That's right. right. So if you guys want to check it out, check it out. Please go check it out. All right, you ready to hear some crime? So I'm going to spill it. Okay, spill it. You ready for this, bitch? I am ready. But first, let's say what we're drinking so we can clink, clink, girl. Oh, sure. Well, Tabitha, I'm continuing on the margarita train. Mm -hmm. Just plain old margarita? Any salt on the rim? No salt on the rim, but just tequila, lime-flavored soda water, and then a squeeze of fresh lime. <gasps> that is my favorite. And you know what? It turns out it's delicious because my husband brought home some Casamigos. Mm-hmm. Resposado. Oh, How do you say that? Whoa. The fancy stuff. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Apparently, the Trader Joe's brand tequila that I have been drinking is piss. And now my taste buds have changed. And I don't even need anything besides soda water with this tequila because it's so delicious. I know. When you get the good tequila, you really don't need any sweetener at all. No. So I'm drinking vodka, soda water, and these skinny margarita sticks that I got. Oh yeah. How's that working out for you? Really good because you know, I have the taste for stevia, which some people Mm -hmm. don't like my mom hates it, but I don't hate it at all. It doesn't give me an aftertaste anymore. So I think if you drank them like a couple times, you'd be over that like aftertaste, I guess that you get, because I don't even get it anymore. Kind of like getting used to diet Coke and it's great. Super refreshing. Love it. Well, you know, I'm back on the tequila train. Started last week. That train is a good train. Keep it going. It's a good train. Choo-choo. Keep it. It's an up. It's an upper. Okay. Today, I'm going to take you on a trip to Star City, West Virginia. Is the city actually called Star City? It's actually called Star City. It's a really small town, actually, on the outskirts of Morgantown. The two areas have a combined population of around 24,000. Okay, small. Combined, pretty small, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mon River runs through it. It's a big old river. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about West Virginia, but what from what I can see, it's beautiful. And it must be because it's not, it's not that cheap to live there. The median house is about 300K. Oh, so pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not SoCal real estate prices, but that's that's up there, right? Yeah. So this case is about teenagers, and we always say we don't do cases about kids, and that's pretty much just because it's hard for us to personally read cases about kids the same ages as ours. And when our kids are teenagers, we probably won't do teenagers at that point, but they're not that old yet, so... I was okay with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, out there. when she yeah. told me, she did tell me it was about teenagers. And I said, oh, you're doing one like kids. And she said, I know it's been, she's come around to it a couple times and finally she caved to do it. So it wasn't like, you yeah, were totally okay right away. Yeah. I circled back around to this case and then, yeah, Star City slash Morgantown area mm-hmm. in 2012 was home to three teenage girls that were inseparable, Sheila, Rachel, and Skylar. They were all pretty good girls. Of the three, Sheila, naturally with a name like Sheila, right? She is the one that had kind of the reputation for being the most trouble 
because she had the most attitude. But, Sheila with the attitude. Yeah. I like that name. Yeah. None of them ever got into like anything, any kind of serious trouble. All three of the girls were known to drink alcohol and smoke pot on occasion. But I mean, I think that's pretty typical teenage stuff. Mm-hmm. Not too big of a deal. Rachel and Sheila both had families that were more relaxed about stuff like curfews and keeping tabs on them. But Skylar was an only child and her parents, Dave and Mary, were more on the stricter side. I think that is pretty typical. That's typical. Only children. Yes. But Skylar didn't give them that much to be concerned about. She was a straight A student and she held down a job at Wendy's. So she sounds like a pretty responsible kid. 100% better than me. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You were probably all trouble. I was not all trouble. Mm. I had a very strict (laughs) mom, so I was, you know, not trouble. Not trouble? Okay. People thought I was trouble because I was cute. And I like to wear cute clothes. You said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Skylar's parents had caught her sneaking out and joyriding with Sheila and Rachel, but they knew these girls. They had grown fond of them as they were their daughter's best friends. Mm -hmm. Her parents had the attitude like, well, she's a good kid. And they just saw this kind of behavior as like teenage shenanigans. And they just didn't give it much weight, which I probably wouldn't either. So these girls all kind of had the thing going on where they put up all of their business on Twitter, but kept a more parent-friendly image going on on Facebook. Did their parents look at their Facebook and not their Twitter? Yeah. From what I can tell, none of the parents even had a clue that they had Twitter accounts. All right. And I think it's so interesting how kids put everything up there without a care in the world. These girls didn't post any scandalous pics or anything like that. Like I have seen some of my friends, kids do, mm-hmm. but, um, their tweets are obnoxious, just obnoxious teen girl tweets. Everything is FML, which is fuck my life. And they tweet stuff like, uh, Rachel's mom is so mean and trying to fall asleep sober FML. And my mom needs to learn to shut the fuck up. Whoa. Yeah, it's probably the stuff you don't want a potential employer or college admissions to read about you. Yeah. (laughs) And so hopefully we can all school our children about putting this kind of stuff online because they will read it. I mean, it's 2020 and I'm reading all these tweets from back in 2012. Okay. Okay. So like I said, these three were always together, pretty typical teenage girl dynamic, but also pretty typical in the teenage girl dynamic is when the threesome turns two against one, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of start to ice somebody out. Yeah. Well, This started to happen in early June when the girls were just finishing their sophomore year of high school. I read about what people speculate was really going on between the girls, and it's outlined in a book about the case by Darlene Berry. But Darlene is not alone in her theory as to why tensions were rising between Rachel and Sheila and Skylar. In the book, she interviews a student who said Rachel had confided in them that she hated Skylar. And the girl was like, really? Because you you guys hang out all the time. Just stop hanging out with her. And then she said, I can't. If we do, then she'll tell everyone our secrets. What kind of secrets? Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you. So when you go to their Twitter feed, it's clear that the girls were fighting about a secret, but some of Rachel and Sheila's tweets were taken down. So you can just see Skylar's side of this argument, but she tweets stuff like, you're just as bad as the bitches you complain about. And 
just know I know and stuff like fuck you with like 10 U's, you know? Mm-hmm. But then it's like the next day she's back to tweeting, I have a smoothie addiction, FML. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's FML oh if you have a smoothie addiction. I mean, maybe if you have one of those vegan smoothies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they are frenemies, okay? Because like they have these fights online and then the next day they're hanging out, you know? Teenage yeah. girls, dramatic. Okay. So on July 5th, 2012, Skylar tweeted, you doing shit like that is why I will never completely trust you. And then, and it was directed at her friend Sheila. And then that very night, she put a bench outside her bedroom window to help her sneak in and out so she could go hang out with Sheila and Rachel. Go for another little joyride. Okay. Okay. So the next morning, Skylar's parents didn't even know Skylar wasn't home yet because they never knew that she had left. So they just got up and went to work and assumed she was sleeping. They became concerned midday when they couldn't reach her. But when her boss at Wendy's called and said she was late for a shift, she got real. And they got real worried. They knew something was up. They called the police and, of course, reached out to Skylar's friends. And Sheila told Skylar's mom, I have to come clean. (laughs) Skylar snuck out last night with us, but we dropped her off around midnight. And then we went home because Rachel had to get ready for church camp in the morning. The police got the footage from the apartment building security camera where Skylar lived And it's really blurry, but it shows Skylar leaving the house and getting into a car at 1230. So Skylar's parents told the police what they thought was that Skylar was dropped off by Rachel and Sheila and then snuck back out again with whoever owned this mystery car at 1230. The video is so blurry, you can't see the license plate or even, you can't even really tell what kind of car it is. Okay. And did the girls say that she snuck out earlier than 1230? Yeah, they said they dropped her off around midnight. Oh, okay. Okay. So initially, police view it as a runaway because it is obvious she got into this vehicle willingly. Mm -hmm. And she just walks right out there. But her parents' gut was she was not planning on being gone. She left her contact lenses, her phone charger, and her beloved Bichon dog that she was obsessed with. So Dave and Mary niece's life became a living hell while their daughter was missing. And they had nothing to go on, but you know, their gut telling them Skylar was no angel, but she did not run away. Yeah. I wouldn't think she ran away either. Yeah. So it's like, where did she go? It's a small town. Someone had to know something. Don't let me jump ahead if I shouldn't jump ahead, but it's a secret about a boy. I always feel like these things are about a, like a these boy tensions are about. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blueland. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just 
drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blueland products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. A boy. Quite the opposite, actually. Okay. Okay. So they held a vigil, you know, as you do mm-hmm. when someone goes missing. And Sheila and Rachel, along with many of Skylar's school friends, were there all crying their eyes out. Sheila had started showing up at the niece's house regularly, telling them how much she missed Skylar and asking the police if they had any leads. Rachel didn't. And the nieces were so preoccupied in the days following Skylar's disappearance that they didn't notice. But in hindsight, they realized she was Skylar's other best friend and she had never reached out to them. So just kind of noted, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Despite expressing being so worried about Skylar when it came to talking to Skylar's parents and on the Team Skylar Facebook page that had been started, Sheila's Twitter mm, came across a bit more casual. She was back to tweeting stuff like FML, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And her and Rachel never tweeted at Skylar or called her phone ever, which is a red flag, right? I mean, a friend goes missing, you try calling them. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, this would be the first red flag of many to come, which did not go unnoticed by a young lady cop, my favorite kind. Mm Mm-hmm. Officer Colebanks. She is the one who followed up with the case. The general consensus with police at the time was that Skylar's disappearance had something to do with some robberies that had gone down around um, that time period in the neighboring area of Blacksville. There was also a rumor going around the local teen circles that the night Skylar had gone missing She had been at a party with one of the robbery suspects. But Lady Cop Colbanks, she looked into Skylar's ATM records and her phone records and saw that she hadn't used them. So that, you know, that didn't really make sense. Yeah. And she also was savvy enough to get herself on Twitter and untangle who actually could have known Skylar well enough socially to know what really happened Happened. to her that night. I love cops like this. Yes. Right. She found all roads kept pointing back to Sheila and Rachel. Skylar didn't make any phone calls or communicate online with anyone else that night. So she interviewed these girls repeatedly, hoping to find a crack. But the girls stuck to their story. She says Sheila always came across calm and cool, but even though Rachel was a little distracted and shifty, her story didn't change. So Skylar's parents thought the police were wasting these poor girls' time. They were like, these are Skylar's best friends. Yeah. Well, that all started to change when months after Skylar's disappearance in November, a security camera from a convenience store the night Skylar disappeared showed Sheila's car driving in the opposite direction of the way the girls should have been going that night, which was also kind of simultaneously corroborated by the cell phone ping from Rachel's phone. Uh Uh-huh. That's interesting. You know, I'm shocked that they were able to get the footage because every single time, like, we've had any kind of incident where we need to pull footage, it's always like, oh, we don't have that or, right? you know, 
Yeah. So it's amazing that they've saved footage for months. Well, it took months, yeah, for them to get it. But I think it also helps that it's such a small town. And I mean, in an area of 1,500 people, I mean, there just aren't that many cars driving by Oh, at night. You know, it's easy yeah. to go through it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So the direction that the girl's car was going in was going towards Black Hills where the robberies had been. Okay. So the next day, the girls changed their story as to where they dropped Skylar off to match this new revelation in the case. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, remember, this is a small town, so news travels fast. Everyone at Morgan High knew the girls were being questioned about Skylar's disappearance, and many of them were being questioned about the girls themselves. Mm -hmm. And this led to the rumor mill in full force that Sheila and Rachel knew what had happened. And it kind of became evident that the girls felt the heat because their peers' account of this period of time was they became super reclusive together. Okay. Makes sense. Especially if you're guilty. Yeah. I think that what the police thought at this time was that the girls are lying, but they don't imagine that they really had anything to, they don't understand why they're lying. Mm -hmm. They yeah, don't imagine like, the girls really had something to do with it. Right. Or like, why would they, like, what is the, yeah, what would be the they motive? They figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So Sheila continued to tweet things after being questioned by the police, like, oh, I could use a mimosa or 10. <laughs> She's like 16 years old. That's what I'm telling you. You cannot. I mean, we all would have tweeted obnoxious things if we would have had Twitter at this age. And thank God we didn't. And we have to school our children not to do stuff like this. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. So the tweet that she tweeted that makes me and everyone else sick to our stomachs is she tweeted, we really did go on three. Around this time. What did there, she say? We really, she did, really go did go on three. really did go on three. What's that mean? Well, you're going to find out what it means. And you're going to think, what a little bitch. Okay. Okay. So around this time, there were missing posters, as you can imagine, of Skylar all over town. But they kept getting taken down. And One of those again. Yeah. Coincidentally right after Sheila or Rachel had been there. Okay. Okay. What is up with these people that do something bad and then they like knock over the grave, they take the flowers. I mean, just... come on, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So six long, torturous months since Skylar disappeared. And the only lead is these girls were the last ones to have seen her and their story is fishy, but they don't have any proof of anything. But there is this lady cop that is like a dog with a bone following them on social media, waiting for them to slip up because she knows there is more to the story. Well, on December 28th, Rachel began to crack. She had a breakdown. Her mother could not, you can hear the 911 call. I'm not going to play it, but her mother could not stop her from screaming and running around the house uncontrollably. Like she was so out of her mind that she called the police and they took Rachel to a mental health facility. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So a few days after this, Rachel called the police from her lawyer's office or I'm sure Rachel's lawyer called the police, but said, mm -hmm. mm, why don't you come down here? Rachel has a confession. Okay. So the police interviewed her and she told them that she just didn't want to be friends with Skylar anymore. So we told her we were going to come pick her up. We shoved knives up our sleeves, drove Skylar out to the middle of nowhere. And on the count of three, we stabbed her to death while she fought back and screamed, why? What the yeah. F? Yeah. She said they had a what shovel. What is wrong 
with these girls. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yes. And they stuck to their story like so long. And no one saw anything like this coming from them. You know? Oh my God. They're psycho killers. Yeah, they are psycho killers. They and premeditated too. I mean, they. Oh my God. They brought the knives. They also brought a shovel in Sheila's trunk. I mean, they really knew they were going to do this to her. Well, they weren't, they didn't really need the shovel because the ground was too hard at the time. And so they couldn't bury the bodies. So they just covered it with branches and rocks. So, oh my God. I mean, these girls have no heart at all. How could they do that to their friend and be like, okay with it? I don't know. Okay, I don't so know. She I went, think your brain is not formed. Her. Yeah, I well, I think yeah, it caught up to Rachel. Yeah, yeah. So after this confession, police asked Rachel to take them to the body, and eventually they were able to find Skylar's remains. Did she some sort of get some sort of plea deal? Like, did her lawyer make some sort of deal with her to tell everything, or was it? No, not really. But I mean, I'm going to tell you, she didn't, she got a pretty good deal, but because she committed this crime when she was a minor. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So police didn't arrest her at the time because they wanted Sheila too. So they got Rachel to get Sheila to come over to her house and try to coax it out of her while on hidden camera. Yeah. Yeah. But although Sheila did come over, she didn't give anything up. It's speculated that she was tipped off that this was a setup by the fancy watch Rachel was wearing that was a recording device. I mean, she says on the recording, nice watch. Uh, I mean, and... You or I would be like the same way. Like, yeah, there's so the other one has a new accessory. It's like you just got out of a mental hospital and you've got a new big fancy watch. Like it's weird. Yeah, she for sure knew. She knew that she went crazy in the mental hospital and told something. Yeah. There were also officers outside of the house in an unmarked car. And it's like, you know, small town, you know, I mean, this is your girlfriend's house that you go over to all the time. Like, you know, kind of what cars are in the neighborhood, you know, like, so anyways, they didn't get one past Sheila. Yeah. Also, side note, I found that Sheila loves to tweet about how much she loves watching Law and Order. So, I mean, she's a little bit like us. As in, she fancies herself, except for the fact that we're not stone cold killers, but she fancies, she knows a little bit about how, you know, setups work. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Well, that's also why she's not talking. She's like, I know we need to stick to our story and not change it one time. One time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... She left the house that day and she tweeted like a smiley picture of her and Rachel and said, oh, finally got to see Rach. But that was probably just for appearances because she went on to tweet, first time I've been completely speechless. Holy fuck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it's getting real. Yeah. So they kind of figured that Sheila was onto them and she wouldn't do anything to incriminate herself after that attempted sting. So they just said, okay, screw this like surveillance kind of stuff. And they went ahead and got a search warrant and seized her car. And when they did, they found some blood in the trunk. But waiting for the results of blood evidence takes a while. It wasn't until March the DNA came back from the remains that Rachel had led the police to, and it was confirmed publicly that the remains were Skylar's. When they were found, Sheila tweeted, rest easy, you'll always be my best friend. 
Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So this is like months. They're, they know that the girls are the killers and they're still letting them just live go, on, go, live on, go to school. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine going no. to high school and everybody is talking about somebody murdered someone? No. That must have been bananas. Okay, so then in April, blood evidence came back from Sheila's trunk. And it was Skylar's blood. And so at this point, finally, both girls were arrested and charged for the murder 10 months after it happened in their junior year of high school. Rachel was arrested at her home because... You know, it had gotten so crazy at school with the harassment for her, and clearly she's kind of losing it mentally that her she was, like, homeschooled. Mm-hmm. They arrested Sheila in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel where she had been eating a meal with her mom. Side note, her mom, from what I learned, seems like a real peach. Like, maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, I was thinking that these girls have had to got something from somewhere. Yeah. Well, allegedly, Sheila's mother, Tara, had figured her daughter was involved and was doing her best to cover it up. Mm-hmm. For, you know. So anyways, um, the arresting officer said that when they arrested her and, you know, at the Cracker Barrel that she turned to her mom and said, um, is everything going to be okay? And I just <laughs> imagine her mom was like, <laughs> no, I don't fucking think so, baby girl. This is premeditated murder. It's real bad. <laughs> like, I don't think I can get you out of this one. You killed your friend, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So what's the real motive? Well, we can speculate, but there have been so many interviews with kids that I think there is more than just speculation to it. And this is what the theory is. Okay. Remember how Rachel told her friend she had a secret? Yes. Well, she did. The story goes that before Rachel had become BFFs with Sheila and Skylar, she had another friend, a friend her mother did not approve of. She was a girl that was, I mean, kind of on the butchy side. Okay. Her, mo- her mom did not want Rachel hanging out with this girl. Her mom is pretty religious. Remember, Rachel was on her way to church camp. Yes. And so apparently she had Rachel cut it off with this girl. So basically, Rachel had a little history of maybe swimming in the lady pond, possibly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. According to multiple sources, Rachel and Sheila were most definitely having sex, despite the fact that at one point Rachel had a boyfriend. Like, Maybe the boyfriend was just kind of a beard. Mm-hmm. She wanted it kept a big secret, but one night, Rachel and Sheila had sex in front of Skylar. And Skylar had started to tell people about it. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, it made Skylar really uncomfortable, but Rachel's mom was kind of nutbag. And she was afraid of her. And so she was afraid to go upstairs and ask if she she could go home. So So was she like trying to pretend to be asleep? Like they were having a sleepover? She got in such a fight with the girls that night that the mom came down and yelled at them. And eventually Rachel had to go upstairs and sleep by herself. Okay. But they say from this point on, things were just never really the same with the girls. Yeah. So Rachel and Sheila had started planning on killing Skylar at least a month before they did. And they just 
kept her around so she wouldn't put them on full blast until they could do it. There is a reporter that went on Dr. Phil that followed the case closely. And his theory, which I kind of have to agree with, is that maybe if Rachel's parents weren't so homophobic and just let her be her from the get, none of this would have happened. It's possible. Yeah. It just depends if she was comfortable with that with like her peers you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think that she wouldn't have been so afraid of Skylar telling her, you know, secret. Yeah. If she wouldn't have felt so much pressure from her religious parents. But, you know, who knows, right? Who knows? So the trial, thankfully, there wasn't really one because both girls took a plea. So... The niece parents didn't have to go through all of that. At the plea hearing, Rachel was very remorseful and apologized to Dave and Mary. Sheila said nothing. She didn't make a statement to the court, and she didn't even look in their direction. She also showed up in court with, like, a messy mom bun for her arraignment. I don't know why this irritates me so much. But it just seems so arrogant to roll into court like this. So I'm going to show you a picture. You see it? Yep. Can you imagine? It's like your hair right now. Yeah, it's like my hair right now. Mm-hmm. Just floppy on top of my head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So both girls were given life with mercy. Since they were both minors, which means they're eligible for parole after 15 years. They served the first year of their sentence at a juvenile detention center. Okay. Okay. And now they are both at the same facility in Virginia, Lockin Correctional Center. Mm-hmm. Recent mugshots. They both look really good, actually. I mean, better than me on a bad day or better than me no. on a good day. They're young. They're young. Yeah, they're aging well. They both have supporters. Like there is support Rachel Shove and support Sheila Eddy pages on Facebook and Twitter. Why? I don't know. I don't really get it. I mean, to me, it seems like such a slap in the face to Skylar's family. But I, it's mostly like the girls' friends and some cousins and stuff. <sighs> I think that they just can't come to terms with what happened, that somebody, that they didn't see it coming, that somebody their same age in a similar situation was capable of doing something so crazy. It's just so crazy. Yeah. I cannot believe they killed their friend. Yeah. So, I mean, 15 years. So that means that their parole will be up in 2029 will be their first chance at parole. You think they'll get it? It's possible. It's possible. And that just does not seem long enough. No. So there also is a lot of bad blood between Skylar's parents and the girl's family, including, well, the fact that Sheila's family is trying to profit from a movie made about the girl's story. What? Yeah. I don't know how that shook out if she did or she didn't profit from it, but there is a movie about the girls called Death Click. It's on YouTube. I watched a little, but it's it's super cheesy. It's like pretty much, it's like softcore porn. It's like all about sex. Oh, that's so lame. It's so lame, so I couldn't really stomach it, so I can't give you a full full Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Rachel is married to a woman in prison. Okay. I read that is the latest update on her. Although she is in the same with Sheila, um, I guess they maybe have parted ways. Okay. Okay. On the upside, uh, Skylar's parents got a law put into place that police can use the Amber Alert system for runaways. It wouldn't have saved Skylar, but they're real proud of 
getting that put into action. There is a, well, I mean, because they were like, why aren't you putting an Amber Alert or something out there? I mean, I can imagine their frustration when you just know in your gut, my kid didn't run away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome that they were able to do that. There is a shrine on the side of the road where Skylar's remains were found and they have put a little bench there. They visit it all the time. Mm-hmm. So they lost their only child. That is so sad. So sad. And these girls, I just wonder if they will ever really understand what they did. You know, I mean, with age comes wisdom. Because obviously they don't know, like, taking a life and taking a child and taking all that away from somebody at that point was as big of a deal as it really is. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. You hurt so many people. I mean, it's bad enough that you ended Skylar's life, but that you, I mean, and how horrible it is on Skylar's parents, but it's terrible on your parents too. Like, I don't think they ever imagined how big the web is of people that they were going to hurt. No, I don't think so. Yeah. All for something so dumb. So we're going to have trackers on our kids. We're going to know where they are all of the time. Right? Right. We're going to follow them on every platform of social media. 100%. Okay. So I went to one of these. No, no. I went to one of these classes about kids and technology. And it was saying kids will have one Instagram that they share with their parents. They're like, oh, here, this is my Instagram, you know, Molly June. And then they have, you know, another Instagram that's Molly June X-rated version that they don't share with their parents. So you got to uh, be real good detective as a parent. Yeah. Because these girls, they want to show their goods and they're only, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old. It's it's a real problem. Oh, it is a problem. I mean, I'll post pictures of these girls. It's they're babies. I, I mean, they just graduated their sophomore year. I mean, it just, oh, I don't know if you say graduated. I don't Finished. Think you say that. Finished. It just is so crazy. I That story is so sad. These girls are so, you just want to punch them. You have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I know high school feels so dramatic. Like, oh my God, they're going to, she's going to out me that I'm a lesbian. Maybe it was really too much for her to handle. Yeah. I think we've come a long way now. I mean, a lot of kids are, are out in high school now. Yes. But maybe, I mean, we live in Southern California. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how it West is. Ho- West, West Hollywood is is like the gay capital. You know, like we have a lot of openness here. Yeah. I don't think it's the same everywhere. Yeah. I would hope it would be, but I don't yeah. think it is. You know, we live in a progressive state. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I have one of my – Two of my my best guy friends, they didn't come out until they were like well into their 30s, dating each other for 10 years before they told anybody. I mean. I know. That was bananas. Yeah. It's like crazy. We all wanted to shake them. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just tell us? Like, why wouldn't you just tell us? So crazy to me. But it was internal inside of them. You know, it wasn't like what they thought, I think. I would think, you know, maybe it was, but, you know, just craziness. So, well, thanks for that story. I'm going to go cry my eyes out now. (laughs) Just let's just learn something from it. Yes, I will. Keep an eye on. I mean, I'm sure there is software where you can see how many accounts they have set up from that device. Yeah. 
I just don't want him writing stuff like FML like, all the yeah. time. Like, fuck my life. Like, um, yeah. excuse me, have a real nice life. So let's yeah. not just. And how can you be like, fuck my life, I need a smoothie? <laughs> I know. Like... Because teenagers are stupid. I know. I mean, kids are real, say real dumb stuff. I mean, if my kids weren't my kids, I would find them real annoying. <laughs> Right. That's what I always say. I'm always like your kids, not your kids personally, but like your own kids are. You could take your own kids, but yeah. taking other people's kids, it's so it's oh so my much gosh. different. If right? I had to, my kids crack me up with their like mile long stories about you know the snail and blah blah blah, and it's a big deal, mom. The snail, yeah. But if it was somebody else's kid, I'd be like, hey, kid. Go get me a glass of wine. (laughs) Right? Yeah. All right. I am going to enjoy my my memorial day. See, these skinny uh, jeans are working. And I hope that everybody out there is enjoying it one way or another, even if you are stuck at home. But the world is opening up. I don't know what that's going to look like when the coronavirus takes a hold of everybody again. But for the summer, maybe we can enjoy a little bit of freedom. Maybe so. Listen, I am not free. I'm going to be home and I'm going to start working on our second bonus crime for the month. Oh, yes. are shooting the shit because I think it's going to be real interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Just think of Joe Exotic before Joe Exotic. Yep, that's your hint. That's the hint. Okay. Thanks, Gretchy. I'll talk to you in five minutes. Yeah, in five minutes. Clink, 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 clink.